go get his perspective on everything going on. Clayton Safey just arrived last night back at Willow Run Airport in the private Wolverine.com jet with Chris Ballas. They made their way back after an important win. Even if we didn't have the Harbaugh Big Ten drama, that was a circle game as the toughest one on the schedule. Even most said it would be tougher than Ohio State because you had to go to Happy Valley. It wasn't a whiteout game at night. I think that played into it, but Michigan's dominance start to finish. You never really felt they were in trouble, and then they didn't pass the ball against the best run defense in college football in the second half on their home turf. So Manny Diaz can take his little snipey video about sign stealing and James Franklin, uh, if he keeps firing assistant after every game, uh, at some point, when will the Penn State faithful and university step up and say maybe it's a head coach? But uh, Clayton Safey uh, is standing by after a rowdy uh, weekend in State College, Pennsylvania. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. Yeah, very rowdy weekend. Uh, very chaotic weekend for the Michigan team for us covering it, um, you know, talking to you on Friday after, you know, the news came down of the suspension and then the whirlwind that was really the next 24 hours from Jim Harbaugh not being granted an injunction by the Washtenaw County Court to Michigan pulling out a really gritty 24 to 15 win over Penn State. So, like you said, I mean, this, this game was circled, you know, basically when the schedule came out a year ago, uh, but really all off season, everyone was pointing to this game. They knew Michigan didn't have too many big challenges before it. And they passed the test with flying colors. Uh, An odd game, definitely not the script that you thought it was going to take. Uh, I I figured, you know, it'd be tough to run the football and J.J. McCarthy would have to be really good on third down, which he has been all year. But Michigan flips the script and runs 32 straight times to close things out. Their last pass was with seven minutes to go in the second quarter. And, um, you know, they were the more physical team. They busted a couple of those long runs. Uh, and, and they get the job done. So very emotional Michigan football team from, you know, I watched this game from the field and from, the, you know, early on in warmups to after the game, this was a team that had all sorts of emotions and you could tell they were extremely, extremely happy and proud of themselves and, and each other for doing what they did on Saturday. Away from not having hardball, away from what lies ahead with Maryland and Ohio State, with or without hardball, and we'll find out Friday with that hearing. We'll talk about that later. But is this football team set up to not lose another game this season? I mean, I think it's possible. Um, You know, I I wouldn't bet on one team as the clear favorite, I would say, right now in college football. But I think they're certainly among that tier. And when you look at the rest of the way here, I mean, you got Maryland this weekend. Maryland has completely fallen off from what we thought they could be early on in the season, thinking maybe they're the fourth best team in the Big Ten. Who knows who that is, but I'm not sure it's Maryland at this point. They just beat Nebraska on the road, hard-fought win, but, um, you know, they've kind of fallen off here at the end. And then Ohio State, um, you know, it's going to be a battle. I think both teams are playing well. Ohio State seems to be playing a little bit better, and and it's going to be a a real challenge, you know, for Michigan, as you would expect going in. Beyond that, um, you know, I, I would say that, you look at it doesn't feel like maybe last year or the year before, especially 2021 when Georgia was kind of that best team that had that generational defense. It feels like Michigan's going to have a shot. They got one of the best quarterbacks in the country that can go a long way, um, but need to make some improvements, need to pass protect better. You know, a huge reason why they, they had to run the ball or not had to, but decided to 32 straight times was one, they had a lead and Penn state wasn't moving the football on the Michigan defense. 
And two, they couldn't pass protect early on in the game. J.J. McCarthy was running for his life. So they got to shore that up, right tackle spot, especially make sure they can do that against Ohio State's really good defensive ends and the other DNs they're going to have to play if they do make the playoffs. So that's going to be huge. Yeah, you're kind of watching Barnhart getting beat in that first half, and then the second half when they were able to run, they didn't have to pass because the last thing you wanted was J.J. going down on a blind side hit. The impact of Quorum last year we thought would hurt the team, but they were phenomenal, as was Edwards uh, in Columbus. Uh, so is that a pressing issue looking ahead to Ohio State? Because the one place where Ohio State, outside of having Marvin Harrison Jr., who I think is the best player in college football is that the Ohio State defense and their big games this year. And granted, Penn State and Notre Dame aren't what they were at the time they beat them or aren't now. That the Ohio State defense, to me, is, it has improved dramatically from the last two years. I agree. I think it's the strength of their team. And you don't usually say that about Ohio State. So I think you're right. And they got, they got a couple of really good edge rushers and they do have, um, you know, the secondary is very much improved from a year ago for them. So I think everything's going to be tough. Uh, I will say you have seen some teams run the football on them a little bit. I think Michigan's run game, the way they got it going against Penn state, you know, it wasn't overly efficient on a down to down basis, but they were able to really, you know, pound the rock, pound the rock, get those big runs that they needed. I think that can go a long way for them building their confidence. And then I, I do think there's more from the past game than, you know, than we saw on Saturday, certainly with only eight pass attempts. Um, you know, I think that they can do some things to help out Carson Barnhart at right tackle, uh, make sure that, you know, whether you chip with a, a tight end or a running back or shift the protection, um, you know, I think they can do that. And, uh, you know, you know I, I believe that it's probably going to be a lower scoring game than you would expect maybe or would have expected coming into the season against Ohio State. But it'll be kind of interesting to see the, the chess match there because, Michigan now knows that it, it does have an issue there, I think, in pass protection. they gotta, they got to kind of figure that out. So maybe, maybe Saturday was a, a good thing in a way, knowing that, okay, when we go against these elite DNs, and, and Penn State does have a, a great defensive front, maybe the best in the Big Ten. So, but knowing that, hey, we do have to make some adjustments, we got to make sure that we shore that up. Maybe it was a good thing as they head into what will be a really huge game in two weeks. His name is Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guess line. Uh, from where everything is, from what you've read on the Big Ten side, on the Harbaugh Michigan side, how do you think that hearing will play out on Friday? It's tough to say. I mean, no one that we spoke to in the legal community, as you would call it, expected them to not make a ruling one way or the other before kickoff, or you know, maybe even a little bit after, but to then put it off to a hearing on Friday, which everyone also says is interesting timing. Um, and given this judge, it seems like he kind of likes to be in the spotlight a little bit. Obviously Michigan is going to be traveling on Friday for their game at Maryland. So that could throw a, you know, a wrench in some of the uh, travel plans there. So we'll see, um, you know, the big 10 is going to be able to state its case. It sounds like at this hearing in front of judge Tim Connors of Washtenaw County, so Michigan's going to be able to do the same. Jim Harbaugh said it's not his, uh, it's not his dance floor, the uh, the courtroom, and uh, you know he is a big Judge Duty fan. He said, but it's not his dance floor. He'll probably let the lawyers handle it. But it sounds like he's planning on being there and may testify if he needs to. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. I think likely Michigan gets their temporary restraining order, and Jim Harbaugh is able to coach the rest of the regular season. But I think. There's some doubt there, um, you know, based on the Big Ten being able to, to state a case, 
you know, maybe they say, hey, they won on the road at a top 10 team's place um, without him. Maybe it's not irreparable damage to have him suspended because that's one of the, the key issues that Michigan's raising with the Big Ten suspension in court. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how it plays out and certainly uh, not the smartest guy, uh, you know, to, to make a prediction on that. But uh, trying to listen to the experts when it comes to that one. Harbaugh is sitting in the courtroom with uh, four <laughs> tickets to the Ohio State game. With the little white sign above it, this is for you, Judgy. This is for you. I don't think you're going to take any chances like that these days. No, but I will say, seriously, from a positioning standpoint, for Harbaugh to be in that room with Big Ten lawyers, to be in that so the judge can see him sitting back wherever he is in the courtroom, for the judge to see him, because I think he's listed on the complaint, uh, so yeah. uh, Harbaugh's presence there, I, I, I think, is big on the Michigan side. I'm just saying not as a legal analyst, just looking at everything connected to this case and the fact that it will be in Washington County, home of the University of Michigan. And that could be a fight that the Big Ten brings to the table where they want it out of there to get a fair ruling. Yeah, I think that could be a factor for sure. I mean, just kind of his presence could make a difference and. You're right. It, you know, Washtenaw County, you would think it's a slam dunk. And Timothy Connors, the judge that we're talking about of Washtenaw County, is a lecturer at the University of Michigan Law School making $267,000 per year from the law school. And I know that was... Show me a connection getting- there. I don't see anything. <laughs> right. Exactly. But there, but there are people also in the legal community that were surprised they didn't bring this to uh, the Eastern District of Michigan federal court. Uh, as well, and felt like it, it maybe would have had a better chance there, especially knowing uh, potentially this judge and kind of his history and everything. Um, so it's it's kind of uh, interesting, um, you know, how it's how it's playing out and, and what might happen on Friday with that. So, uh, and it, I guess it could get removed and moved to the federal court. <laughs> Again, I don't understand exactly how that all works, but it seems like for now the hearing will go on on Friday. His name is Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, joining us on the Roast Humber Coffee uh, guest line. So it looks like the polls, the playoff committee, uh, it, it looks like the only one punishing Michigan in any way, shape, or form. It wasn't the officials on Saturday. I thought they were uh, fair. Uh, it, it seems to be as the Big Ten. That's it. Yeah. No, no one else has an issue with Michigan outside of the – Coaches who are on that conference call where they asked Harbaugh to leave with Tony Petiti and other ADs and or presidents. We don't have any list yet uh, at HarbaughHaters.com, but you need a secret passcode. Uh, and I don't think Harbaugh sucks is the one that gets in. I tried that. Uh, but uh, the, only, the only people uh, in America that seem to have an issue with it are other Big Ten schools, other Big Ten ADs, other Big Ten presidents, and the Big Ten office. Yeah, and the the network that no longer has rights to Big Ten games. And- oh yeah, yeah, you're right, ESPN. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, I mean that's it seems pretty clear to me. Um, and you know, I think that's also, and you just want to win, as you said at the top. I mean, winning this game against Penn State was a huge priority, no matter what. Again, basically the all off season, everyone's pointing to this game. But you know, doing that and winning, you know, I mean, again, it could have been twenty four to nine. Obviously, Penn State scores late there in garbage time. So winning, you know, pretty comfortably, you know, pretty much controlling that game uh, from how it felt to me, 
I think, you know, speaks a lot about how good this, this football team is. Um, and as Jim Harbaugh keeps saying over and over and over, just watch the game, uh, watch the games, watch this team play, you know, watch the way they interact. I mean, this is just a good team. And I think it's pretty clear at this point that, that, you know, that's the case. And they, you know, they were going to be 10 and 0 no matter what, um, you know, a potentially rogue Stafford did or not. So I think that's kind of where we're at. The college football playoff committee said they're going to judge the team's based on how they perform on the field, everything else is a Big Ten or NCAA issue. So for Michigan in that regard, it's, it's kind of game on. And, you know, if they, if they go on and go undefeated, win the Big Ten championship, I mean, there'd be no reason for the, the college football playoff committee to, uh, to penalize them, especially because they're playing the end of the year here without the quote-unquote unfair advantage that, you know, some people are saying they had previously. Well, I think this is a tag team effort by the Big Ten, the rest of the member schools, most of them, and the NCAA, because when I read Ballas' story from earlier today at the Wolverine.com that the NCAA is conducting investigation uh, today, or at least interviews, not, I don't think it's a full-fledged investigation, but conducting interviews with CMU football personnel about how, if it was Connor Stallions, or who was on that sideline <laughs> for the Michigan State game, because I think, and they're trying to do this, NCAA's moving faster on this than anything I've ever seen them. Uh, do in the history of the NCAA because they would love a smoking gun to present in front of a judge and to leak to Pete Thamel that Harbaugh knew or ordered Connor Stallions to go undercover and get on the sidelines. Because to me, that is the only egregious thing I've heard that if Harbaugh was behind it, where you literally could lose your job. Yeah, probably because it means he also lied, but uh, I really don't think that's the case. I don't not, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the investigation, but I really don't think they're going to find that, um, you know, especially if they haven't already. So you're kind of looking at, you're right. They're, they're moving pretty quickly. It seems like, um, you know, at the same time, Michigan would still have 90 days to respond no matter what, even if the NCAA handed out a notice of allegations. So this season would not be affected in that way you know, other than anything the Big Ten maybe steps in and does. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see kind of what comes with the NCAA investigation. And then as we talked about last week, it's still kind of hilarious to me that, that there no one's come out and absolutely confirmed that that was Connor Stallings on the Central Michigan sideline. Um, but I'm not sure how much of an effect really that, that aspect of it is going to have either way. Um, you know, maybe it's, it's adding one extra violation on there. But, you know, he's, he has already resigned from Michigan and, um, obviously he'll probably get a, you know, some sort of show cause or something from the NCAA either way. So, um, it's just kind of, a you know, more of a, of a comical release type of thing at this point with, with that area of it. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think the big 10 basically wanted to step in here. And I think as far as this season's concerned, Michigan is going to be able to, to finish this thing out with no further punishment and potentially Jim Harbaugh back on the sideline Saturday, depending on what happens in court. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee uh, guest line. Yeah, it is interesting, though, how quick they went to CMU to interview people with the hearing on Friday. Right. Again, I have no no confirmation of any connection, but all this seems to be a very bad connect-the-dots uh, performance uh, across the board. And, yeah, that still you've had no confirmation it was Connor Stallions on the sidelines. Nothing from Michigan State. It was their field, their security. Nothing from CMU, where if it was Stallions, he's within 
two, three feet of McElwain, the head coach, and near other assistants, had CMU gear on, you've had no confirmation. Nothing. Well, Crazy. them not confirming it or commenting really on it is kind of all the confirmation I need, right? It's same with you, I would assume. Well, yeah, and they got a compliance. Their AD used to be with, you know, NCAA compliance. So you you can kind of read between everything here, and we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll see what they do. Okay, buddy? I appreciate it. I know you're a busy, man. Got to go do a podcast. <laughs> you big time. You doing it with Broom and Ballas? Yes, sir. We'll be live on, on YouTube in 10 minutes and so not to compete with you. So everyone stay, keep watching the, or listen to the huge show. Sure. Well, you're on in 10 minutes on the Wolverine.com YouTube channel. That's right. Yep. Okay. Well, then people can listen. Way to, way to move up the times to compete with me, Clayton. We got a basketball tip in an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, you got to be you. done with that because you got Michigan in the Gavit games against Patino. He has no track record with the NCAA. No, he's no, coaches, just, man. just keep them out of pool halls. All right, we got to go, right. okay? Take care. Thanks right. for having me. All right, Clayton Safey.